What's up, everyone, and welcome back to Spark Talk. And today we got week four predictions for the NFL season, and it's been a crazy. It's or it's been a crazy. It's been crazy how fast this season has already gone. Uh, yeah, it's been it's been a fun season so far. Me as a Bears fan, uh, watching the Bears has been dreadful, but everything else has been super fun and. Uh, there's been some very, you know, fun and entertaining games throughout the year. So that's always, you know, fun when you get that so early on in the year. But, you know, a little quick tidbit about about the Thursday night game. That was fun to watch for me. You know, as a Bears fan, I got to live a little bit vicariously through the Lions fans. Them blowing out Green Bay the way they did. You know, the final score didn't really indicate of how much of a blowout that was. And, yeah, it was a very... Fun experience for me to watch that as a Bears fan. But, yeah, we'll jump right into the Falcons at the Jaguars uh, international game, London game, uh, Sunday, and we'll jump right into it here. Uh, yeah, so th- it'll be kind of similar to last week, kind of like me picking games and all that. And uh, so around week five or probably around next week, week six is when I'll start uh, – getting some of the statistics in there and start seeing like how these teams are performing throughout the year. I know I mentioned that a little bit in the last couple of podcasts, but it's always hard the first month of the year and all that. But yeah, we'll jump right into the predictions here. So the Falcons, I have the Falcons at the Jaguars or technically in London, it's the Jaguars second home, but I have the Jaguars winning 20 to 16. I feel, you know, pretty solid about them. I know they uh, put a little bit of statistics in here, uh, their defense, they let up what? They're where they're. Oh, that's the passing defense. My bad. Uh, so there we go. So they are what? They are sixth in the NFL in yards per carry in the running game, three point four yards per carry. So they are really doing well against the run, and I think that's going to kind of stifle the Falcons' offense a little bit. So we can kind of you know, see how they, you know, this would be a good matchup for the Falcons, see if they can start getting their ground game going. If not, can they rely on Desmond Redder? So you want to see that through, throughout this game here. But, you know, for Jacksonville, I think they will stifle the run game just a little bit. And I think they just are a more talented team than the Falcons. And, you know, Trevor Lawrence has his Trevor Lawrence moments. Obviously, they're one and two for a reason. But I think they'll get back on track with a win in London. It's basically their second home. They played there so many times. So I like Jacksonville, you know, winning this game 20 to 16, edging out the Falcons. I think Falcons are going to be in a lot of games this year. You know, they may be around 500, a little bit under 500, but I think they'll be in a lot of games uh, this year. And I think this is another game that they'll definitely be in. So we'll go to everybody's game of the week Miami at Buffalo. And I got. Miami winning 35-32. to 32. I think this is going to be a high-scoring affair. I think it's going to be, uh, you know, strikes after strikes from both of these teams. And I think it's going to be very reminiscent of the first game we saw last year with the butt punt. Uh, I think it's what it was called, the butt punt. And, uh, and then two was uh, what his – I'm trying to think here. His concussions were – uh, starting to like becoming the talk of the NFL. So I think Miami will be just I, – I think Miami is going to do well. I think this is a 2-0 rebound game. I think he, you know, missed hating that playoff game last year against them where 
they put Skylar Thompson in there, scored 31 points on this Buffalo defense, and almost won that playoff game. So I think the you know, Dolphins, I think Tua, I think he wants to get in there. And, like, this is the team that ended our season last year. Let's go out and let's absolutely dominate them in their own home. So I got Miami 35-32. to It's going to be a fun game. Uh, Buffalo, we'll see what happens with Josh Allen. I, I just I just don't, like, for me, I think they just, if you come out the gates, you know, with the slow start there against uh, the Jets, end up losing that game, falling apart at the end of that game. Have two dominant wins against some two, you know, two teams that you know Washington was two and zero going into last week, but they're not on the same level as Buffalo. So I think for them to, I'm blanking on who they played in week two. I don't know why I'm blanking on that. Who who did they play in week two? They played the Raiders. Yeah, so two teams that aren't on their level, and I think Miami's going is on their level. And I think Miami has such an explosive offense, and they play two offenses that aren't as explosive or nowhere near as explosive. And I think it's going to create some issues early on. We can see in that second matchup how they adjust to that. But I think in the first matchup, it's always hard to kind of, like, like especially when you play two offenses that aren't at, like, or no, nowhere near as explosive as uh, Miami and Washington and Las Vegas. I think it's going to create some issues for Buffalo. So I like Miami. 35 to 32 in this game. And then we'll keep this one a little bit shorter and sweeter. I got Denver at Chicago. I got Denver winning 28 to 14. Until the Bears prove that they're not the worst team in the NFL, I got to go with Denver in this game. I, I just have to. Um, and that, that's all I have to say about that. Chicago wins. I'll talk a little bit more about it. But if not, we'll see what happens here. But just very disappointing year for Chicago. Uh, Baltimore at Cleveland. I got Baltimore winning 27-24 in a hard, physical... I don't know if you can hear my hands. I don't think you can. No, the, the sound wasn't going. Uh, but I'm slapping my hands again. Hard, physical um, game with these two teams. And just because Nick Chubb is out, I got, the Baltimore, I got Baltimore with the edge here. If Nick Chubb was in this game, I think Cleveland may be able to control the pace a little bit more, be able to have some of those... You know, tough physical one or two yard runs that I don't know if they're going to get without Nick Chubb in there, and and I just you know for me I think I think it just hurts Cleveland a little bit. I like Baltimore. I like what they're doing. They had a bad loss, or not? I won't say a bad loss, but they had a tough loss <clears throat> last week. Sorry about that. And uh, against Indianapolis, so uh, Cleveland, good team. I just don't think they're on the same level as Baltimore, and especially without Nick Chubb. If they had Nick Chubb, I would think it's a little bit closer, but I think they play physical. They play tough. It's an AFC North matchup in Cleveland. I think the crowd's going to get rowdy. It's going to get pumping, and I think it's going to allow Cleveland to stay in the game, but I think Baltimore ultimately prevails in the game. So we'll go over here to Pitt at Houston, and I want to give this one a little bit shorter and sweeter. This one could be a close game. But I have Pitt winning 34-10 to 10, uh, just because of that Pittsburgh defense. I think it's going to stifle rookie C.J. Stroud. And as emphasize rookie there because this defense is going to be hard to go up against for a rookie. Now, on the other hand, I think Miko Ryans has that defense playing super well over in Houston. And I think they could easily 
make this a super low-scoring game, like a 16-10 to 10 type of game. Uh, but I like what Pittsburgh's been doing. They've been kind of clicking a little bit more in offensive end, and I think this game could be a game where they kind of just bust out and put up uh, 30 points or whatever. Uh, but sorry if you hear my dad down there. I don't know what he's doing. He's, yelling, he's like yelling at the dogs. So sorry if y'all hear my dad in there. But um, so like, yeah, it's uh, I think this is a, a Pittsburgh blowout, but in a sense where I think it just has to be a bunch of turn. I think it's going to be some turnovers. Like I think rookie or I keep calling him rookie CJ Stroud because I said it earlier. Uh, CJ Stroud, I don't think has an interception on the year. I'm trying to find this game real quick. There we go. CJ Stroud, I don't think has an interception on the year, which is really good for a rookie quarterback. And yeah, no interceptions, four touchdowns, almost a thousand yards, 60, 64.5% completion percentage as a rookie. So he's playing really well, but I think this is going to be the game. Pittsburgh's caused a lot of turnovers this year. And I just think it's going to be one of those like, just a rookie performance for him, and I think it's going to end up being a one-sided game. Uh, it could be close at half, and maybe at half this when the turnovers start picking up, but I like Pittsburgh in this game. So we got Minnesota at Carolina, and I got Minnesota winning 31-21. to uh, Minnesota's just a better team, in my opinion. Uh, I like Carolina. I like what they're doing. I like how young their team is, but Minnesota has had some tough losses this year, and I think one eventually has to go their way. I think this will be the game. So I got Minnesota winning 31-21. to 21. I got the Rams at Indianapolis. And I got Indianapolis winning 20-17. to 17. And I'm a big Rams person this year. I think the Rams are going to be in the playoffs, even though I have them starting 1-3 right now with this prediction. But I do like Indianapolis a lot. And I think the defensive line, that defensive front, is going to cause a lot of issues for that Rams offensive line and I think it's just going to Matthew Stafford's going to he's going to be able to make some plays but he's also going to get hit a lot throughout the game and I like that Indianapolis front and their defense I think it's going to be able to contain uh this potentially high explosive Rams offense but you know you're still waiting for Cooper Cup to get back but they've been pretty solid without Cooper Cup uh you want to see them turn more you know, field goals and the touchdowns, but all in all, Rams have been looking pretty solid. They've had some really tough opponents, and Indianapolis, I think, has shown that they can beat some of these tough opponents. They beat Baltimore last week. They had a chance to beat uh, Jacksonville in week one. I think they do if they have Zach Moss in that game. So I like Indianapolis winning 20-17. to 17. Close matchup. I think it could go either way, uh, but I got Indianapolis Pulling out last second field goal against Los Angeles. I think it's going to be a fun matchup. And is Anthony Richardson playing? If it is, I, I, it would be technically. Actually, no, technically the uh, Texas game would have been his first one. Uh, oh, wow. So, yeah. So, as many as three offensive linemen could be out. So, I still hold with my prediction there <laughs> with, uh, with uh, the. Uh, Colts winning in that game, but I just think Anthony. I don't care how many offensive linemen are out. Anthony Richardson's going to be able to make some plays. I think they'll be able to scheme around it. I like Shane Steichen a lot, and I still think three offensive linemen out for Indianapolis still isn't as bad as that Rams offensive line. So it's a 
it, it's gonna be a fun. I think it's gonna be a messy game. Very defensive. I was weird how I almost said defensive, uh, defensive heavy game. So I like Indianapolis winning twenty to seventeen. So we'll go over here to NFC South matchup. We got the Buccaneers at the Saints, and I got the Buccaneers winning twenty three to twenty. And I just think the uh, the Buccaneers, their defense is just so good. Um, I think they're very, um, you know, just very sound, very well put together football team. You know, last last Monday didn't really show. I don't think how good this defense could be, um, and I think it did in some ways too. They're able to kind of stifle and be in that Philadelphia game a lot longer than I think they probably should have. And their offense wasn't able to get going, and I think they're, you know, they just got tired throughout that game. And I think this game, especially with Derek Carr a little bit banged up in this game, I'm not sure he's questionable. Um, I think to play, but I think. Um, sorry, my sorry, my dad's. I don't know what my dad's doing uh, down there. He's like, I don't know what he's doing. Uh, but it's sorry, it's throwing me off a little bit. So. Uh, yeah, I, I like Tampa Bay winning this game. I don't know about – and I think a lot of it has to do with Derek Carr's status. Like, I see he's questionable. Uh, you know, he's practicing, but he's still questionable. And you wonder, like, how healthy he is. And with a defense like Tampa Bay's, I think they could maybe either cause a turnover if he's trying to force something or, you know, I just think maybe their offense may not as click as much as they want to with him being injured. And it being his also his first year – with the team and with the receiving core. So I like Tampa Bay pulling out a win 23 to 20 in a close NFC South matchup that I think this could, these two teams are definitely going to be the teams fighting for that uh, division crown. And I think the other team's going to be fighting for that seventh spot in the uh, wild card round. So it's going to be an interesting matchup. It's going to be an important matchup, I think, going down uh, through the rest of the season. So. We'll move to Washington at Philadelphia. In Washington, I have losing. I was trying to trick you out there, but I got Philadelphia winning 20 to, 24 to 20. I think Washington's going to keep this game close. I think maybe a mistake or two by Sam Howell is going to cost them. And, uh, yeah, I, I do like Washington. I do like what they do on de- defense. Ron, Ron Rivera, you can say all you want about him as a head coach. He, he always has his defenses playing, and he's always has his team being very well coached, uh, and that's a, there's a reason that he's basically kind of the, this era's Jeff Fisher, where his teams are always going to be around that seven and ten, ten and seven range. They're never going to be elite, but they're never going to be super bad. And I think they're going to be competitive in this game, but I think Philadelphia, just a little bit better of a roster, is going to be able to pull it out and win the game in a tough NFC East, uh, NFC East matchup. So I'm out slurring my words. I don't even know what I'm doing here. Um, and then we got a AFC divisional round matchup from a couple of years ago. We got Cincinnati at Tennessee. At Cincinnati, winning sixteen to thirteen. I think that was the score of the. I didn't, I didn't even really plan that out honestly. Um, I think that was the score of the divisional round game. Uh, in a couple of years ago, when we see divisional round playoff score, there we go. Uh, they're 19, 19 to sixteen. So it, it was it was it was close. It wasn't exact, but uh, yeah, I got Cincinnati winning a defensive, sloppy offensive game here. Um, you know, we seen a little bit of the sloppiness last week too, and 
I just think until Joe Burrow gets healthy, this offense isn't going to be the elite self it is, and I think they're going to have to win very sloppy games to move forward, and I think they'll do that against Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee, very solid, very well-coached team, has probably a top three coach in the league and Mike Vrabel, but you can only do so much when you don't have the talent. And this, you know, Tennessee could easily win this game. Um, you know, that's why I have it 16 to 13. I think it could sway either way. Maybe D Hop makes a play here or there, or Derrick Henry makes a play. But Cincinnati, I think just a little bit better of a team. I think they, I think, you know, they're going to be playing like it's, you know, they're, it's their season two. You know, like if they lose this game, it's going to push them back so far with a banged up Joe Burrow. I think they have to come out and win this game. I think they know that and at least go off to a 2-2 two and two start, and I think they will. And I think that's kind of the urgency that they'll play with this week, uh, even if it is a very low sloppy, very low-scoring sloppy game. So I like Cincinnati pulling out victory, maybe a last-second field goal, 16-13. to 13. And then the Raiders, I think it's the four, start of the 4 o'clock games. We have the Raiders at the Chargers. And, yeah, start of the 4 o'clock games here. And, yeah, I get – the Chargers winning 34-24. Uh, Las Vegas' defense has been playing very well, but I haven't really seen anybody that's, you know, really slowed down this Chargers offense. I know Mike Williams towards ACL and all of that, so maybe they'll, maybe they'll take a step back this week. But I just think they have a, build, a little bit better of a roster. I think their offense, I don't know if the Raiders are going to be able to keep up with them, per se. Um and I just think it's just a uh, one of those things where the Raiders have a very good offense, very methodical offense. But when it comes to keeping up with teams like the Chiefs and the Chargers and teams like that, maybe the Dolphins as well, I don't think they're able to do that, you know. And I think they'll be able to beat a lot of these, you know, kind of these like beer, beer, B tier teams, sorry, uh, B tier teams. Um, and C tier teams, you know, and I think that's where they're going to get majority of their wins. That when you're you're beating Denver, you're beating teams like Denver, you're beating teams like in the in or in the AFC South, you're beating teams like uh, Cleveland, maybe um, Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, I know they just lost to Pittsburgh, but like you know, they had a chance to win that game. You're beating teams, you know, like NFC South teams. You know, you're beating those you know middle tier teams. But I just think when you're hanging with teams that are in that you know, contender status. You know, I'm not saying the Chargers are contender status, but I just don't know if they're able to hang with them. And the Chargers, I think, are a team that is in that contender a little bit below just because of Justin Herbert. Because if he gets on the road in the playoffs, you never know. And especially with how much, you know, stuff they have on that defensive end. You have Kenneth Murray. You have Mack. You have Tule Tulipul, however you pronounce his name, USC rookie that they have. Joey Bosa, Derwin James. Um, no longer JC JC Jackson because he is uh, has an arrest warrant, so uh, which is very interesting. But yeah, uh, very interesting scenario going on there. But they have a good defense. They have a great defense, and they also have a great quarterback. And I think that is a recipe for success. A recipe to make a run in the postseason. On top of that, but a little bit me digressing there. But I guess the Chargers kind of. Pulling out a win, 34-24, to 24, maybe maybe a pick six by Jimmy G at the end of the game, maybe separates that a little bit more. I think it'll be a little bit closer uh, throughout the game, but I like the Chargers kind of pulling out at the end. So we're at New England, at Dallas, 
And I got the upset. I got New England winning 24-217. This is going to be a fun, defensive-heavy matchup. A lot of turnovers. I'm joking. No, but I think it's going to be a very defensive-heavy matchup, though. I think it's going to be a um, Dan Quinn, Bill Belichick, or what was his name? Steve Belichick, I think this is his son's name. Um, they're just going to be going at it. And I think Prescott, you know, may make a mistake here or there, whether it's a turnover or just a misread or uh, just a bad throw, something like that. And Matt Jones has looked very good this year. I know you can say all you want about him, him being dirty, uh, dirty, but all in all, like he's he's playing, he's having a very good season. He's playing very smart throughout the course of the games uh, that he's played in this year. And I think you're starting to see that growth as a starting QB. So I like what Matt Jones has been doing with this New England offense. And I just think they're going to do just enough against a very good Dallas defense, <clears throat> maybe the best defense in the league, and then show up last week against Arizona. But um, to go and, you know, pull out pull out a win um, against, a, against a very good Dallas team and – and I, I like where New England is at right now. I think they're a team that is going to be in around that 8-9, eight, 9-8 eight and nine, nine and range. Uh, maybe possibly 10-7. They're going to be fine for a wild card spot like they were a couple of years ago uh, with Matt Jones' rookie year. And I think Matt Jones has just been so much more improved. He looks so much better in that uh, Bill O'Brien offense that it, they look a lot more smooth. And... I, I do like New England in this game. I think Bill Belichick's going to have something divvied up here to throw Dak Prescott and this offense off their game. So I do like New England winning 27 or 24 to 17. So we got Arizona at San Francisco. And I'm going to keep this one a little bit short. So we got San Francisco winning 35 to 14. Arizona got their win last week. We're going to start seeing that tank now. We're going to start to see it. Maybe this game is close at half, you know, like they've done every single half that they played in this far. It's close to half, and then San Francisco is going to pull out in the second half and start getting some big plays and all that. So that's why I like San Francisco in this game, 35-14. to 14. It's going to be close to half, and I think San Francisco's, uh, San Francisco's going to pull away uh, at the end of it. So we got the Chiefs at the Jets, Sunday night football. I got the Chiefs winning 28-20. to 20. I think it's going to be a lot closer than what people think. Um, you know, everybody knows about the Chiefs. Their defense is, like, always either below average or just above average. And they play very solid, but they always come up with big plays when you need them to. And I think that's what's going to happen in this game. I think maybe it's, like, 21 to 20. You know, Zach Wilson's trying to drive down, get them uh, a score, maybe a field goal, and just a turnover, something like that. And the Chiefs just go when they win the game off of that, maybe a pick six or something like that. Um, and I think it's going to be a close game throughout. I know everybody thinks this is going to be a blowout, but I think the Jets are going to, you know, their defense, they, yeah, humiliated last week. You know, you want to see that defense perform better or get humiliated against Dallas. And you want to see that defense perform better. You're talking about being the 85 Bears, and you've seen nothing like that at all this year. The closest thing to that has been Pittsburgh's defense this year, um, or Dallas's defense, uh, the first two games, minus the um, minus the game last week against the Cardinals. But 
The Jets are nowhere near that. And you want to see them show up and play the way they want to um, on the defensive side. The Jets need to play better. And they are not playing like that at all. And and I just think they need to, like, either Zach Wilson performs in this game or he doesn't. It, it doesn't matter if he performs well or he doesn't perform well. If they lose this game, I think they have to move on. They have to go get another quarterback. Um, it's not a slack against Zach Wilson. I think he's been dealt a very bad hand with a very bad set of, with a very, like, hard set of games that he's had to play with. So, uh, it, for me, it's, uh, like, but you have to have a quarterback that's going to be able to compete in those games. That's going to be able to get this team over that hump in those games. And he, I don't think he's the guy. Like, I think they need to go out and get somebody else. But I really like what Kansas City uh, has done the last couple of weeks. And I just – I think they're – it's going to be a close matchup. But I think Kansas City pulls it out uh, at the end and wins the game, goes to 3-1, and the Jets go to 1-3 on the year. So we got the other New York team, Monday Night Football, Seattle at the Giants. MetLife's getting some games this week. But I like the Giants winning 27-23. to I know Saquon's questionable. He's going to be a game down game time decision, but I, I do like this Giants defense, and I, uh, hopefully they're able to put something together here this week. Uh, Gino been up and down throughout the year, and you want to see this uh, Giants defense be able to at least hold their own against a explosive offense like Seattle, who a lot of their offense is explosive plays. So you want to see them. Minimize those explosive plays from Seattle, and you know I think the Giants' offense uh, is going to start clicking a little bit. Their their receiving core is not the best, and it's making Jan- Daniel Jones look very bad. But I think Daniel Jones has played very solid this year, and he's been running for his life. But uh, Seattle doesn't have that that defensive front like most other teams do, and I know they were very solid uh, last year sacking the quarterback. Let me see how many sacks they have this year. Um, that's on the that's on offense. Um, let me here we go. I got it here. So Seattle is ranked. Where's Seattle at here? So they're about middle of the pack. Um, I can't even find them. Where are they? They're like blending in here. Oh no, they're bottom of the league here. So they're bottom bottom ten in the league in sacks this year. I think that's going to help the Giants. And Daniel Jones be able to get something going on the offensive end and maybe start clicking and all that. So I like the Giants here to win that game, twenty-seven to twenty-three. And yeah, that's going to wrap up you know my week four predictions. You know, make sure to like, share, and comment. Let me know how I can make it more enjoyable and like make it a better listening experience. You know, for y'all. And yeah, I you know appreciate it. I'm you know doing my best here to hopefully get these up on Saturday at the latest. So. Um, you know, sorry for, you know, trying to, um, sorry for getting these up a little bit late, but, um, uh, hopefully, you know, I can start finding a little bit of a better groove with this and, uh, you know, my work schedule. I know I'm, I'm a reporter, so I cover high school sports. So Fridays are big, uh, big nights and all that. So, uh, always trying to, you know, do like get stuff uh, going Thursdays and Fridays are always, you know, very busy. Uh, for high school sports. Uh, so I'm always trying to get those kind of, you know, together and piece together and all of that. But uh, trying to find some time, you know, and 
get this podcast kind of a little bit better of a flow throughout the season. But I appreciate y'all for sticking with it, and I really do. You know, like I said, let me know how I can make it more enjoyable for y'all, and I will see y'all either I will see y'all most likely on Tuesday with the week four recap. So see y'all.